F1 is all the way back, right guy. Obviously, we've had the first race of what will be who knows how many races. There's news on that that we'll get into Lots in this 2020 season. Lots of news. But yeah, the news now, every morning I wake up and have multiple windows of breaking news relating to Formula One on it, my phone. It's so inverse of what it was in like March and April where we would just we would record and just be all bad news. Yeah, Every, it was just about things being canceled and nothing. I mean, yeah. it was shut down. Now, every morning is like Christmas morning. It's a million miles an hour, dude. It's yep. great. We love so, it. So, yeah, we have plenty of news to get into. We'll be previewing the Styrian Grand Prix that's coming up here. We have practice to talk about that happened, all kinds of stuff. A mailbox, box, box. We'll get into the fantasy standings heading into the second race. Yep. And, uh, yeah, plenty to get into, baby. This is Purple Sector, Helmut and Rye Guy in studio here. How you doing, Rye Guy? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. There's so much going on, as we already teased on the uh, intro. I mean, I'm pumped, man. Yeah. Another pra- bite at the apple here. Yep. Practice two just ended, and it's supposed to be wet as hell tomorrow in uh, Styria, or <laughs> <laughs> whatever we're calling it this weekend. The hysteria that's going on in Austria right now. In Spielberg, yeah. which is where the actual track is, they are expecting a lot of rain, so if... Yeah, this weekend, apparently the, the radar is just going bananas right now. Yeah, and apparently it's really humid. I expect another crazy race just based on the conditions. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll welcome an, another crazy race. Hey, I mean, if... If both Red Bulls don't DNF, you have an even crazier race with those guys in the mix. True. We need all those guys running and pushing and bumping and grinding all over the track there at the Red Bull ring. But first, Rye Guy, big news confirmed today. We're going to have more races on this 2020 uh, season calendar. Your headline is that Mugello has secured a slot on the 2020 F1 calendar, as well as Sochi. And there's a lot of rumors about other tracks. Yeah, I'm super pumped about Mugello. That's kind of a long-time dream coming for me. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. It's Listen to this, though. It's going to be such a treat. So it'll be the Grand Prix of Tuscany in Mugello. And then Sochi will be the first, quote, flyaway race of the season because the cars and the equipment will actually have to go by plane. Because all this other stuff in Europe, in Europe, you know, true European countries with double headers and everything, they're right. able to truck everything. And as we mentioned before, Ferrari owns Mugello, and it will end up being the site of the Marinello team's 1,000th Grand Prix in their SF1000. So what you're telling me is the stage is set for them to fall flat on their fucking faces. Yes, to pull a Ferrari of recent history yeah. and just get smacked around by <laughs> Red Bull and Mercedes yep. 
on their and, and their racing home point. home turf and racing point. Yeah, in their thousandth Grand Prix. Yeah. That's, that's actually that's gonna be wild. That's a track that Racing Point should do well at. I feel I feel like the layout is very good for a Mercedes slash Racing Point. Yeah, we can get in all that for our Mugello Grand Preview when that happens. So they're going to stack it right after Monza. So you'll have an Italian doubleheader, which would be part of a race tripleheader. Yep. It's hot and heavy, man. It's just going to keep coming. And now, Ryan, some of the other rumors swirling. Uh, there's an, another announcement expected that will include Portimao in Portugal, Shanghai, and Hanoi, all of which are being lined up for October. Shanghai's canceled, though. Oh uh, yeah, this article was before that. Sorry. So yeah, that was confirmed that they won't be going to Shanghai. So I, that's I think more Hanoi, news. Yeah, that's more news. Shanghai canceled. I think Hanoi is still going to be hanging out there, but so Vietnam's done very well with COVID. Yeah, and they want to get they want to get two races in like five months. Get one this year and the next problem year. is it's a street circuit though. So how do you like stop people from congregating? Yeah, they'll find a way. Yeah, they'll be on like balconies and stuff. It's tough. That's probably the only hurdle for that race. Yeah. So, Portimao would be another potential that we mentioned that sounds like it's getting closer in Portugal. And then there's also still Imola, Hockenheim. Apparently, any moment now, Hockenheim, Imola, and what's the third one? Portimao. Portugal. Are going to be confirmed any any moment now. Yeah, they're just basically, I think, trying to see what they can lock in that they need to get in, like the Middle Eastern yeah. races, which... We're going to be racing in the Middle East in, in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, as of now, the the expectation is that the season will end with a doubleheader in Bahrain at the end of November and the first week of December, and then you go straight to Abu Dhabi for the season finale on December 13th is what's being tossed that's, around right that's now. That's crazy. It's, dude, it's so that's breakneck right now. Freaking 11 days before Christmas, they're going to be racing. Where you, you can watch F1. A triple header in the Middle East. As you're doing your Christmas shopping, presumably all online. How great is that going to be? You, you'll be watching F1. That's going to be awesome. That's that, going to be so great. That is amazing. But um, obviously, for all this stuff to go on, Guy, if they keep stacking races, and like you mentioned, if they go to Hanoi or somewhere that's a street circuit that you run the risk of having more exposure or having fans congregating and having that be a bad look for your sport. And if you have guys breaking the bubble, bursting the bubble. Oh my God, let's so, get into this. Yeah. So your headline, Mercedes and Ferrari are set for COVID protocols warnings. So both Charles Leclerc and Valtteri Bottas left Austria and flew back to Monaco after the race last weekend, right guy? disappointing yeah so they're allowed to based on the rules but you obviously have to stay in your same bubble so you have to have a private charter basically fly yourself or drive yourself i assume um so you have to just maintain that bubble and botas it looks like kept the same bubble just had his his side piece and his trainer right and just went home and sat around which i expect of him he of doesn't course. seem like a flashy kind of guy you know as far as his endeavors off track well we already know he's a robot right and his quotes <laughs> make it even more obvious ryan he says you know if i was allowed to go back i made sure and so of course it doesn't make a difference if i stay with the same people in the same bubble whether i'm here in austria or back home in monaco so i decided to go back home i wanted to spend those three full days at home i thought it was very nice feeling very recharged for the weekend <laughs> so the robot had to go plug in 
juice I, up those NIM batteries. I literally picture his new girlfriend like putting him against the wall and plugging something into the back of his neck. And he just goes into like sleep mode. His yeah. neck, his head falls down, yeah, and his he, mouth opens, <laughs> and he's just charging. His eyes are lighting green as he's charging. Yeah, he's like, come get me in 12 hours. <laughs> so the Robotis has gone home and recharged. And uh, so he, he's... He was in the bubble. He's a bubble boy, right? We would expect that of, you know, Botas to be a bubble boy. Right. But then Charles Leclerc ends up, there are pictures of him all over social media back in Monaco with friends, fans, out at some restaurant, and he's not in one of the pictures. No one's wearing a mask. So he's just completely burst the bubble. So he's a dummy. I'll just come out and say it. Leclerc is a dumbass. He went to a fine art gallery. When he was like, what? You have three days what? before a double header in Austria, and you just got second place, and you're out there mixing it up? When I saw that headline, I immediately read the article, and I was like, okay, this is pretty juicy. And then I saw everyone digging up his social media stuff, and I was like, how dumb is Charles Leclerc? He's a freaking idiot. Yeah. And by the way, you know, he's, he's already on track in FP1 and FP2. I, I'd like to see some punishment for that. He put the entire F1 season at risk. Yeah, and they still are because... I, no, I'm saying they need to hit him where it hurts, his fucking wallet. He needs to be fined like 150,000 euro or something. I expect them to, to do that because this is now the second time that Ferrari is going to be called out for busting up the protocols because... Yeah, because Vettel... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vettel was chatting it up with Christian Horner and Helmut Marco last weekend <laughs> without a mask on. So we know that outdoors all that it's very low transmission chance but it's optics and it's the code of conduct rules so right if you're gonna be out there doing that you're gonna get the old slap on the wrist right right i agree i mean the Vettel thing to me is not as big of a deal because it's called the bubble for a reason so like he's talking to some guys in the bubble without a mask i get it it's optics like you said but uh leclerc no excuses punish that guy he also doesn't understand the whole any of it the incubation period how it like the gestation period whatever the, Most the term don't. is yeah because his his comeback he's very defensive about it he goes yeah i came back home but on the other hand i've been tested twice before i came back to austria so two days i tested twice both were negative obviously and that's it so it it, it could take five days three just because you go out see people and then take a test okay and then okay doctor doctor yeah. leclerc doctor charles leclerc <laughs> report please report to uh the, yeah, uh, the he's or got a, he's got a fucking phd in partying yeah ph donkey <laughs> right now over there um yeah so he just doesn't get it. like he could now be positive and just it'll spread like wildfire through ferrari and he just got second place i'm not a, i'm not even upset about how ignorant he is about how it works. I'm I'm upset about him putting the whole F1 season at risk if he does get infected and then spreads it within the bubble. Yeah, of course. That's what we're uh, having this whole discussion about. We want the bubble. Keep that bubble from bursting so, so we can get all these races. Otherwise, we're just recording and previewing and talking about all these races that are added to they, the calendar. They got to pu- punish him. They, they yeah. got to punish him. We'll see what happens. Some great quotes too, Rye Guy. Our man Romain Grosjean was chiming in about Botas and Leclerc leaving Austria. He says, <laughs> quote, it's always more fun to be home, but I wasn't even given the option. The message was that we have to stay here in Austria. So this is this is what's so funny to me. And I'm, it's also unclear to me is I've read that um, 
the drivers ha- were told they're allowed to go home, like all of them. And that's why Botas did, and he technically didn't break any rules because he only hung out with people from the bubble, his girlfriend and a trainer. Leclerc obviously broke the rules. But what is Grosjean, has he had the wool pulled over his eyes by Haas? They're like, you don't go anywhere. Well, you, the teams obviously are governed by the FIA that has the code of conduct. That's what I'm saying. So which but is it? But then he's employed by the team. No, that's Gunther saying, you're not oh, no, going. I don't want no funny business. <laughs> you're you're ride all your, staying in Austria. You're allowed to ride your bike around here, and that's it. Yeah, he was getting into his what he was doing to kill time in uh, Styria in Austria. He says... We went up and went up the mountains. We rode our bikes. We went to see the cows. I didn't know the cows. He says it like there's some famous group of cattle that yeah. he went to go see. And Vettel had a funny one too, Ryan. He's he's so fed up with I think the whole the whole Ferrari. He's over Ferrari. Thing is done, right? When he was asked for comment, I think about Leclerc. He just says cheekily, "quote I stayed in the bubble." <laughs> <laughs> Vettel's a bubble boy. Yeah, it's just so funny. Um, I'm gonna go see those cows. Leclerc, just Leclerc. That's so disappointing. Sting me real quick. Speaking of Vettel, we have to go figure out. By the way, we have to comb through Grosjean's Instagram. He posts like a madman, so we might have to do some. He's digging. cycling all the time. Yeah, but I want to see the cows, as he mentioned it. At this point, Grosjean's quicker on his bike than he is in his Formula One car. Yeah, he should just bike out there. What if here's Grosjean and Qualies? <laughs> He has to use his arm to mark when he's turning and be given a wide berth by the guys. Oh, yeah. So, Sebastian Vettel revealed his new helmet design for this weekend. Yes. It's very cool. Very nice. It's like a topographical map of Styria, right? Yes, it's very cool. But more importantly, there's something clearly missing from it, and it's the big Scuderia logo that's typically on the side of the helmet. Yeah, he has, like... The sort of faded white on white he's of a, the horse, right? Whatever. He's already throwing shade, in my opinion, that it's like the, the image of Ferrari is just slowly dissolving from his mind. Oh, it is. So there are some great quotes around from Mark Weber about it. He was, the headline was, an empty Vettel shows that the Ferrari relationship is over. So as we know, he missed Q3 on Saturday in the first leg in Austria. Then he finished 10th place on Sunday, had that clumsy clash with Carlos Sainz, if you like alliteration. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, as we mentioned, Charles Leclerc goes from 7th to 2nd and then goes home to Monaco and (laughs) bursts the bubble. Um, And so Weber said, quote, the relationship is over. The chemistry is gone. The marriage is over. Sebastian is dressed in red. He's driving in a red car, but he's there for himself. So as you mentioned, right, <laughs> he's a, starting to just be this lone ranger in red. It's it's a it's what you call a dead bedroom. They're they're still cohabitating, but no sex. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's it's all about you know the relationship. The marriage is over. The no more chemistry. He says uh, you can't be half pregnant with these contracts, right? You, so you know what's great about all this is just to put, sort of put a little salt in Vettel's wound and a little salt in Ferrari's wound, is that it's already this toxic one race into the season, and every day that goes by, the season's getting longer and longer. Yeah, we're going to get more. Dude, it's going to be great if there, we get like a 15-race calendar. Yeah. It's going to get, especially if that Ferrari is poo-poo, which it oh, looks yeah. to be already. Every morning, Seb is waking up and seeing that they're adding three races a day at this point, and he's just like, Fuck! Yeah, we're getting excited when we see alerts every morning. Yeah. Seb is waking up and probably smashing his phone against the wall. He wakes up and just starts crying and starts smashing his head against the wall. I'm picturing him screaming into his pillow, right? 
make it stop. Yeah. There's going to be a 30 race season when it's all said. I and have done. to race into Christmas almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy what's happened. Yeah, I like this closing quote here, Raga, from Weber, because he I think also he, as we all know, realizes that Ferrari kind of is a ship without a rudder right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just have kind of lost what made them great back in the day when they had this team of the best and brightest. Now it's like they just think a team principal can like stand everything up, right? Well, their whole project has no scope, right? So yeah. like it's in the last three, four years, they've been strong when their engine is strong on power circuits. But then, but from everything we've read, they were cheating last year. Yeah, so and now, I think that's what we're finding out now. So what do they have? They're not. This good? is the the ripple effect of that, right? Yeah. That the reason they had so much power was some funny business going on, dude. How pissed are you if you're a Ferrari customer car thinking, oh, we're gonna get some great engine? Haas is just <laughs> twiddling their thumbs at the back. If you're a Ferrari customer, you should be focusing on aero 150. percent Yeah, because their engine's not gonna get you anything. So Weber obviously here around identifying that sort of disconnect and lack of direction in in ferrari he says quote i think vettel needs to get the energy and reinvent himself and de marinello his mind <laughs> de marinello de marinello himself weber also had another quote i read yesterday saying like uh he basically said he thinks that ricardo dodged a major bullet by not signing with ferrari yeah oh yeah i mean it, what direction do they have what like you mentioned when they actually were competing at least I'll tell you what direction closely with Mercedes last year they had an illegal engine I'll tell you what direction they're going to head they will indefinitely be a team with a big budget every year and that's it they're just a team with a big budget and a, a storied past but that is now long past a lot of history a lot of money not a lot of trophies lately yeah they're they're going to just be <laughs> they're going to flip from we race to fund our or we sell cars to fund our racing to like now we just have to sell cars like yeah <laughs> we don't actually race well anymore they're slowly becoming a lamborghini if you will yeah exactly like we'll, we'll keep our name out there and show off our cars that you can buy in stores by racing but yeah. racing is no longer the the primary objective at ferrari i'll have to look at the stats soon because i don't know where they are in their title drought because I, I don't I, off the top of my head i don't know what the longest is that Ferrari's ever gone without winning a title. But I got to imagine this stretches it. That's going to be... 2007 was... Or 8 was when Kimi won for Ferrari. Yeah, Kimi has to be the last one for Ferrari, right? So they're going on 13-some years. So That's ridiculous. As we already talked about too, Ryan, that Mugello race being the thousandth at their own... The track they own where they do a lot of their testing and everything... Oh my god! If they lay an egg and I've, get spanked, how bad is that going to be? Your thousandth race I've in Mugello, the Tifosi are going to burn down Italy. I totally expect them to piss in their wetsuit in Mugello. It's going to be crazy. That's <laughs> that's going to be a good one to look for, man. <laughs> so, Raga, why don't we get into now some box, 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 mailbox, box, box? Let's do it. Box, box. So, we had some people hitting us up after the Austrian Grand Prix. And uh, one of the listeners, our man Warren, was upset with us. He was saying, I threw up listening to your last podcast. There weren't any lead changes in the race, but you two rich energy drinkers are gushing about how great the race was. 
That is true. We have drunk Rich Energy before, and uh, there's nothing funnier than Bill's story in the Rich Energy saga. Yeah, I mean, yes, we have admittedly drank Rich Energy before. Of course, we're the Rich Energy <laughs> drinkers, baby. So he says, if Lewis had won this race like Botas did, the two of you would be crying about how boring the race was. I dare you to tell me I'm wrong because you complained about how boring the race was when Lewis dominated the French Grand Prix. So I think the points there are, uh, we get this all the time, right? Where s- from the same episode, we'll have people say, you hate Hamilton or you guys, all you do is gush about Hamilton, right? We've got, there's no way to sort of satisfy everyone. So, but we appreciate, obviously, we love any of this feedback and we had a good yeah. conversation, you know, sliding back and forth in each other's DMs. But we just want to make sure people understand there's no love-hate of any of these guys. We love all of them for all the different reasons of why they entertain us, the different drivers, right, in different teams. Right. We have nothing against either Mercedes driver winning. We would just, if, whether it's Hamilton, who's going to win in Grand Prix, or Botas, we just want to see them have to fight for it wheel-to-wheel with somebody. Dude, we're heavily invested in Lewis. We'd love to see yes, Lewis win we, races and win yes. the title this year. I have bet on him. Big. I have $100 on Lewis to win the championship this year. And, and by the, the way, French Grand Prix, by the way, that's a track thing, not a driver result oh, thing. We, we're, we're never going to expect a good race at Sochi or France. There's three tracks that we vehemently hate on this podcast, okay? It's Paul Ricard, the French Grand Prix. It's Catalonia the Spanish Grand Prix, and it's Sochi, Sochi. the Russian Grand Prix. Yeah. Those are three awful tracks. I would not miss them if they disappeared today. Yeah. Yeah, well, we uh, we appreciate, obviously, the feedback from our man Warren. We love that. I mean, that's the thing. Just come chatter with us, man. You guys can piss on our graves in DMs. You guys can love on us in DMs. We don't care. We, just want, we like knowing that you guys are out there. We want to know your thoughts on either you know, the show, good or bad feedback on discussing further, whatever you might have liked or disliked or whatever. So please reach out to us, positive, negative, or neutral. We're happy to uh, chat with anybody. That's why we have the mailbox box box, right? Yeah, and I don't, I don't think Warren was actually upset. I think he's no. just a very passionate no, I think Hamilton he, fan. Yeah, just like us. I think he's fired up about yeah. it being back. And I think we're all, we're obviously starting to sweat being Lewis supporters uh, with our bets and I'm, wanting to see uh, him put on a show. I'm not sweating anymore. Hamilton's going to win the title this year because they keep adding races. That's like, right. Every race they add, I'm like, oh yeah, Hamilton's going to win this bad boy. Exactly. Well, Warren, we appreciate you reaching out. Hit us up anytime. Thanks for listening, man. Spreading the word. You're a good egg. And uh, enjoy the race this weekend, man. I know we'll all be watching. Go grab your Eggenberg. Maybe spike it with a little rich energy. Join the rich <laughs> energy drinkers over here, baby. Become one of us, you know? If you like Red Bull, you'll like it. Yeah, it's literally drink the, the Kool-Aid. Same thing. Instead of drink the Kool-Aid, right? If you like are all bought into something. Here, if you drink the rich energy, you're all in for Purple Sector. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had another one, Ryan. I found this interesting. Another listener was hitting us up. Apparently, there's... This is juicy. I think it's coincidence, but... Conspiracy theorists can run wild with this. Well, we'll, we'll stick with it. It's a bit of great minds think, uh, thing alike. I think it is just, you know, things are out in the ether, you know. Um, so he was saying how the another Formula One podcast that dropped the day after our Austrian Grand Recap uh, this week, they also titled their show Curb Your Enthusiasm, exactly what we had titled it. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll chalk it up to coincidence. All I know is 
we're going to keep on keeping on, baby. If they want to start a beef, we can send that. I don't think that <laughs> – I do love radio and podcast beef, so I'm always eager to get into a fun little beef with anybody. But Yeah. Well, yeah. we have the – I mean, we have the proof that it came up organically because you literally said, curb your enthusiasm in the episode, and then I said, I think you just found your episode title. Yeah, I. it's funny because I was actually thinking about finding a way to work that term in or make it the title even before we started recording. Right. And then you had the same thought when I said it. But I could have sworn I had used it before because I, uh, why check? would I have not? Oh, yeah. I went back through all the episodes and I couldn't find a Curb Your Enthusiasm anywhere. Maybe, we, so, maybe we've said it on the podcast. I think before. I've said it as a bit before exactly when we were talking Curbs but never actually named the sode that. But yeah, it just so happens, Dry Guy. We throw that out there, we name it, and then uh, another pod, F1 pod out there, uh, bites with the same one after. So It's all good. We're happy to have a friendly back and forth and or a beef with them. We're standing by, you know, just like we said, slide into our DMs with anything. Yeah, exactly. So, Rye Guy, let's, uh, let's talk a little fantasy now, the Purple Sector Fantasy League here. Go hang out with the big boys. It's really his first time up with the big boys, and he's handling it well. So <laughs> the big boys. Let's talk about the big boys. We'll go top ten. All right, okay. we'll go team name. First place right now. You have seventh WDC, as in seventh World Drivers Championship. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a team LH guy. Hashtag team LH. Two hundred nineteen points. Second place, I'm staring at him right across the table from me, Haas to Mouth. Haas to Mouth, that's your boy, Ryan. Ryan in second with 182. I just want to be clear. So that's a nice, healthy gap to start things off for 7th WDC. I believe that's Sam. It's only because he burned his mega driver. Oh, he mega? I believe so. Oh, very nice. So he is... On Hamilton, by the way. Oh, nice. He's 37 points up because of mega, as you mentioned. Then we have the last he's, king of Zimbabwe. He's, he's going to mega regret that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and rounding out the, the current podium, the last king of Zimbabwe, our boy Edson from Zimbabwe. Haul out in Zimbabwe, baby. Thanks for listening Yeah, um, and joining the league. He he's actually the, tied with you for a second. He had the same exact lineup as me. Oh, look at this. I love it. Great minds sinking alike across, uh, across the ocean. See, just like the pods being named the same, you can yeah. have great minds sink alike that way. Fourth place, you've got RP Koala Kings 2. <laughs> nice. Um, and that's 163 points. So there's a big gap there from the, the podium guys down to the next. They probably had the same lineup. Going number two is also tied for fourth with 163. Seb's last dance, the defending champion, Pat, right? Yeah. He's down there in sixth with 162. One, sh- one shot off the uh, guys tied for fourth. The Purple Sector Show uh, account account is 7th with 154, tied with the longest stint with 154. King Kong Killa something, the name is King Kong Killa Hazilla, 152. (laughs) (laughs) And Riley Team 1. Our boy Riley needs to name his team in 10th. Our Kiwi buddy. Yeah. Riley lives in New Zealand. Yeah. He has 151, so Rye Guy. That's another Rye Guy now. We have multiple Rye Guys. Riley, <laughs> you need to get up there. Name that team. It's Riley Team 1 now. We need a name, so if we rattle it off and you're in that, that top 10, you yeah. get that update with a, a good team name for the folks. We really appreciate original team names like Hosta Mouth. Exactly. <laughs> so much Haas stick with the team name. Like half of them, I feel like, are Haas and Goodman well, stick. Well, Haas is easily 
the best team to make fun of. There's so many puns to be made. Yeah, and obviously a lot of rich energy shtick in there too, as we mentioned. We're very we find that just hysterical. So we always go back to that well and crack a fresh can. Yep. So why don't we get into Rye Guy? A proper Grand Preview for the Steering Grand Prix this weekend. Sure. It's been a while since we named like that. So, Ragai, uh, as we mentioned, Ferrari, after we've been chucking dirt on their grave, Ferrari reveals that they plan to bring forward updates for the Styrian Grand Prix. They're hoping to fast-track some, if not all, no chance they get all. This is Ferrari. Right. Uh, of the original updates they plan to bring to Hungary in the next race after this one, that they're going to try and bring whatever they can get ready in time and strap it on. I'm sure that'll work, right? Partial aero upgrades. We'll have to see. Don't even call them upgrades. There's no guarantee that anything they bring is going to be an upgrade. Just That's call them true. updates. Exactly. It's Ferrari. Yeah, I'm not expecting a lot, but it'll be interesting to see if they can actually get anything there because they better get shit tight for that thousandth Grand Prix in Mugello. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Dude, they can't just have an embarrassing double DNF or struggling to keep it in the points in their thousandth Grand Prix. Well, we'll see, man. It's Ferrari. Like they're, they've let their fans down a lot in yeah. the last ten years. So, Ragai, uh, your next headline here to preview things: Total Wolf. This is about the whole Wolf Horner battle going on. Oh, it's picking up steam. Toto says the gloves are off in the Mercedes Red Bull battle. So, the quotes you have here from Toto Wolf. He says. Quote, I found that the protest on Friday was actually fair play. That was protesting the DAS, right? Okay. He had to have known that was coming either from Renault of course. or Red Bull. Of course. And he says, but not on Sunday. The gloves are off. So he's talking about the fact that they came 40 minutes before the race, basically, with the social media video and got Hamilton knocked down the order from qualifying. Then they. Did you know that it was Karun Chanhawk's tweet? That had the Caroon's the one who yeah. dropped the uh, the yeah. security footage <laughs> because I was watching. Um, it was either FP one or FP two this morning, and they have you know they're talking to Horner. Apparently, Horner is the only team principal they're going to talk to all season. <laughs> Horner is happy to talk right now. He's just oh, yeah. he's just out there trying to ruffle everybody's feathers, man. Yes. So he was. They had Caroon on, and Horner basically thanked him for the tweet, and he said that that's the footage we used to plead our case to get Hamilton a penalty. That's hilarious. Did they at mention Karun Chandok when they sent it to the uh, stewards? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it's really funny what's developed between Christian Horner and Red Bull versus Toto and Mercedes. Yeah, Red Bull. It's a battle of words only, though. I mean, don't forget that Mercedes is kicking their ass, of oh, course. They're still at least a half second clear of Red Bull and all the other teams. You know, it's a half second or more. That they have on them. Because even though we're talking about how close Charles was in the end to Botas, that's because Botas is not able to ride the curbs. I'm sure they ratcheted down his engine, right? Like he's coasting. If the Ferrari starts challenging him, he could open back up a 20 second lead if he wanted to. I agree. I agree. But there's still Mercedes at the end of the day. Exactly. And they still have Lewis going for that driver's title for us, baby. Fingers crossed. Yeah. That'll be a nice score for the boys. Although I'm worried about Lewis, about how much he can maximize points in the second race at uh, in Austria because I looked at, you know, he's only won in Austria once, I think. Yeah, I talked with, about that once in like the last eight years. And it or was something. the year he lost the title to Rosberg. Yeah. So, like, he does have a horrific record, 
So basically, if he wins Austria. in Austria, he doesn't win the title. Yeah, <laughs> which would say when you say it like that, I don't know if I want him to win it. If we do, well, of course we want him yeah, to win. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's something there. Yeah. He just has a tough time in Austria. Right, guy. The other big news is around the weather, as we mentioned. Yes, wet race. Yes. So it's supposed to be very wet. That's what we're hoping for: is a wet race, wet qualifying. But I don't think the forecast is supposed to be wet on Sunday. Yeah. So. Apparently, right now, Saturday looks like a rainstorm. Cats and dogs yeah. there in the Styrian Hills. And the current plan, Ryan, is if they can't qualify on Saturday, which, I mean, I can't imagine it's going to go wall-to-wall rain, but you also can't, I guess, have cars just sitting around all day waiting for a, a clear, right? Right. So it sounds like their main plan is if they can't run qualifying Saturday – then you go Sunday morning before the race with qualifying. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it Sunday before the race, then you just practice two, free practice two, which just happened as we record this. Yeah, Those results will be treated as qualifying results. In which case? So give us our theoretical grid. If no qualifying occurs, what will be the starting grid? All right. So this is your wacky, wacky grid if they have to use the FP2 results for qualifying. Verstappen will be on pole. Botas P2, Perez P3, Stroll P4, Sainz P5, Hamilton P6. That would not be good for our Hamilton bet. Um, Albon P7, Norris P8, Leclerc P9, Ocon P10. Vettel will be starting 16th on the grid. And what other upsets? Oh my God, Vettel! That's 16th. about it. That's about it. Vettel would start 16th, and Daniel Ricciardo would start dead last because of his wreck. Yeah, we have to touch on that too. He had a bad wreck. He was throwing it into that high speed turn and yeah. just completely slid out straight into the barrier. That car is fucked up. Yeah, the car is effed. He was limping out of the car and limping in the paddock too. But apparently, yeah. he's fine. But uh, interesting developments. And you were saying too that. Based on the G forces and everything, that's the biggest shunt yes. that uh, Ricardo has had in his Formula One career. I mean, I was actually th- when I saw him wreck, it, it dawned on me that like you don't actually he never wrecks. That's what I was going to say. To say it's the biggest shunt of his career, he, I can't he rarely, it. if ever, wrecks with other drivers. It's always DNFs or retirements. The only one that comes to mind is obviously backing into uh, Kvyat. And slamming into Verstappen's ass also at Baku, right? That was side-by-side. Side. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It was under the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the two I can think of. He has Baku driving problems on the streets of uh, Azerbaijan. Right. But, yeah, but he never is one to put it into the barriers or slide into, you know, walls. Yeah. No, he just has a lot of engine failures. Oh, he always has <laughs> reliability problems, yes. But he's reliable in terms of not wrecking out. Yeah. So I mean, he always uh, fails out with uh, something uh, in the car. I'm glad he's okay, but his mechanics are going to have a long night, I think. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I I don't understand. We already have this shortened season, Ryan. They want to create excitement. Why wouldn't you? Unless it's like, what is there? Some monsoon whipping up in Austria? Like you're telling me they couldn't in those three four hour window find a time where it looks like it might die down and just have a wet qualifying. Or are they just well, no, worried about having too many cars that's the wreck thing. or something, right? That's the thing. Is if the rain, like it can be raining. Yeah, we have had plenty of wet qualifiers, wet rain. This isn't NASCAR. There's a reason they have wet tires. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I would love to see a really wet qualifying. 
Yeah. It's been like so long since we've had a wet qualifying through all three sessions in the qual- Dude, they've been kicking around the idea of doing reverse grid races and double headers. Why are you now, you know, like we'll being see. weird about a wet qualifying it's session? A, it's just a question about the amount of rain. But even then, like that track has a lot of elevation change. I didn't I didn't think that irrigation would be a problem. Yeah. They're up in the I'm, I'm I mean that thing, yeah, like you mentioned, it's just on like the side turn, of a hill, right? Turn one is like straight up hill. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see. The the weather guys I hope they do qualify normal qualifying regardless of weather the weather gods and the f1 gods will determine that and we're praying for wet qualies wet race we're wet for a wet race basically (laughs) yeah you could say that yeah so i'm stoked we'll have to see what happens there raga anything else you wanted to touch on yeah a couple quick notes reviewing several teams are starting to sell their face masks on their website mclaren was the first at 35 euros a mask and it sold out right away sold out immediately um, Williams, yeah, you've noticed. Williams is also selling them. No idea if they're selling out. I'm doubting they are. If you order one from Williams, they'll give you a stake in the team, right? You get the mask and a, yeah. a stake in the team like the yeah. Green Bay Packers. It's actually a Kickstarter fundraiser. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, if pe- people have probably noticed, because I was noticing a lot of the teams had that same design. I'm sure they maybe all worked together or whatever to come up with it. Right. It's that, it's like sort of the tight, good-looking fabric and then on like where your cheeks or where your dimples would be, there's like little That's slits. where they put the actual filter. Yeah, so they there was a great breakdown of the mask that McLaren posted on Instagram that shows, you know, like all the layers broken out. It's like, here's a, this film and then this foam protectant and then this filter, filtration fabric. And then it's like six independent layers that are in that mask with that yeah. ventilated side part. I can see why he took it off to drink the champagne. Someone, oh yeah! Everyone was joking. By the way, there's a there's a great photo of <laughs> Lando was actually pouring the champagne all over his face with the mask still on, and there were all these jokes that he was waterboarding wa- waterboarding himself. himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Um, also, uh, the Albon and Hamilton feud is not losing any steam because in the press conference yesterday, Albon basically told the media, "I would make the same move again." <laughs> He's not pulling any punches. He wants he wants the friction with Hamilton apparently yeah I mean that's what Red Red Bull wants to be pesky I feel like right now right because they want to pressure on the track Mercedes and then off the track they want to they're just trying to unsettle Mercedes right yeah and not let them parade away with another you know constructors and drivers double yeah and last but not least they've added transcriptions for the radio transmissions You might have seen it once or twice in FP1 and FP2 today. They uh, are actually transcribing what the driver is saying. So if you can't understand his audio, the text is right there on screen. Which is great because a lot of the engineers and drivers have crazy accents that make it difficult. My question, if they speak in a foreign language, will they be doing a translation or will they be putting the text in the form? We can we can learn new languages while watching F1, get even smarter while watching F1. Well, technically, they're not supposed to sp- speak in other languages. The yeah, rule, the they rule never is they're supposed to speak in English. Yeah, exactly. But they never, they never <laughs> clap back on people for doing that. Well, only when it's used strategically, apparently. Like if a guy, yeah, if you're trying to hide something, if but, a guy is celebrating yeah. at the end of the race and he's saying something in Spanish, that's different. Oh, that would be insane if Formula One, because no Vettel fun. is yeah. speaking in Italian or German when he's celebrating a race win or something, that yeah. they would penalize him. Yeah, or when yeah. He, when him and Charles wrecked in Brazil last year, he like screamed something in German. 
So I would say, Ryan, das muss das sein or something. Yeah, if you're going to penalize guys if they're talking about team stuff or things they might be trying to cover up or delay the other teams in finding out about by speaking another language, how can you not penalize like Gunther Steiner and those guys where their accents make them virtually? You can't understand anything they're saying, right? That should be a penalty too. Yeah, you got to clean up that accent. Do a fake accent, you know? That's more uh, that can be heard better. Gunther would get fined every weekend just for talking. Yeah. Well, we love when Gunther talks. We love when Roman Grosjean talks. He's been lighting it up for us. And Horner, he's he's had no shortage of words. So Horner is just ribbing Mercedes at every opportunity he gets. Yeah. Right, guys. So I'm pumped. Obviously, we're back in Austria for the Styrian Grand Prix, but. I still am trying to figure out if the official hashtag is, again, just hashtag Austrian GP or if it's actually hashtag Styrian GP. We're just going to throw both out there, right? Yeah, why not? Along with hashtag Formula Brunch because you're going to be a part of it this weekend, man, I will be, as we mentioned. I will be there for Formula Brunch. Stoked. Looking forward to it. Stoked for that. That's going to be a blast. We're expecting the race to be awesome. Hopefully, we can get at least a damp qualifying, if not an all-out wet qualifying on Saturday. We'll see. If they have to use the FP2 results, it's going to be an insane grid. Yeah, it's going to be mayhem. Vettel in 16. I just hope that, number one, as you mentioned, Ricardo is still fine when he wakes up tomorrow morning. I hope so, too. That he gets ready for what hopefully is a qualifying day and that his car will be put together. And then we'll have to wait and see what Lego pieces Ferrari might be bringing to upgrade their SF1000 for the second race. The Styrian Grand Prix. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, big time. All right, guys, thanks for listening to Purple Sector. As we mentioned, we hit up the mailbox box box. Make sure you guys reach out at Purple Sector Pod on Twitter and Instagram with any feedback, any thoughts, any comments. Hit us up. Uh, Make sure you guys rate and review the show. That's what helps spread the word in the digital crap. Uh, And then subscribe and spread the word with your mouth as well to anyone who might be interested. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that does it for our Styrian Grand Preview. Now we're going to be Styrian ourselves to the couch to watch and have our hashtag Formula Brunch this weekend for the Styrian Grand Prix. Yep. You guys do the same. We'll see you all for the recap of the race next week. Love you all, and see you all on the track. <laughs>